Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans. Glad to have you here with us today. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by The Watering Post. If you're looking for a reliable, high-quality, automatic water, you need to look up The Watering Post. Uh, keeps water cool in the summer and keep it from freezing in the wintertime. So look up The Watering Post. We appreciate their support for this. Also, want to Shout out to Ernest Brenneman Salary. Uh, Ernest has supported us for the last few years, uh, making dang nice custom saddles that'll fit your mules and your horses and your donkeys too. So look up Ernest Brenneman Salary. He'll take care of you, build you a nice saddle. So today I got a chance to visit with my good buddy, Chris French, with Rafter CF Mules. His daughter uh, was in our clinic in McCook, Nebraska, and Chris was here hanging out. So I got a chance to talk with him. We talked about his training program, which is a really good one. Talked about uh, the Rafter CF Mules breeding program. Uh, Chris and his wife Sarah, they're raising some really nice mules. They got the breeding program figured out. Good jacks, good mares. And uh, besides that, we talked about a few stories about mules and and swapped some stories. So it was a lot of fun. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. If I could ask your favor, I would be so grateful for you. Uh, grateful to you rather if you would leave us a five-star review if you're listening on if you're listening on apple podcasts especially leave a five-star review please tell us what you think about these podcasts we're sure grateful for the feedback Uh, we love you guys listening so love to hear from you anyways uh, without further ado here we go chris french okay we're ready for round two me and chris has just been talking for about 20 minutes and realized that um, rookie me on these podcasts forgot to press record. <laughs> so we had a great chat. I'm sorry you guys missed it. We're gonna we're gonna rechat that. Sure. But anyways, uh, for the second time, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. Uh, my name is Ty Evans. Um, super happy to be here today. I got my good friend Chris French here with uh, Rafter CF Mules. This is an awesome man. Dang good trainer. He's one of the he's one of the best that I know. He's a dang good guy, dang good trainer. So I'm excited to have a chat, and we got the bugs out with the first one. So uh, now we're feeling fresh and ready to do it. There so, we go. anyways, glad to have you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Sorry, I just wasted 20 minutes of your time. No, that's tonight. all right. <laughs> no, this is fun. This we're uh, fun. yeah, we're <clears throat> we're hanging out here in McCook, Nebraska. And at least this time I remember the town we were in. Yeah. So the last one I did. But yeah, we're in McCook, Nebraska, doing a clinic here. Chris brought his daughter, and um, it's awesome to hang out with this guy. So Chris, uh, glad to have you. Um, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and your family and your wife and what you do and okay, where you're sure. from? Yeah. Um. So you know, obviously, my name's Chris French, and uh, we're from Bedford, Iowa. Uh, I run and operate Rafter CF Training Mule Company. Um, I got my wife's name is Sarah French, and then we got five children, uh, ranging from the oldest boys 12 to the twin boy and girl. They're both six, and um, that's what kind of brought us out here. The oldest girl, Clara, um, she's been wanting to do a clinic, and we've been some places with Ty and Sky at different cold starting deals and mule events, and she really enjoyed. Yeah. your daughters and uh so she's been super pumped about this for a couple months now since i called you and talked to you about it you yeah. know like like i was saying earlier i'm I'm glad she's ex- she was excited yeah hope she still enjoyed it she's she's funny 
Tell them, tell them what she said, what she learned. Today. Oh, yeah. So um, I asked her today after she got done. This was her last day. and I, uh, Well, actually, it was yesterday. And I said, so um, what did you learn today? Did you learn anything? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, what did you learn? And she said, circles. Circles, circles, and more circles. <laughs> yep. That's so. Yeah. You're going to get circles at the clinic. You yep. know, and you know, circle like circles are your best friend. Yep. Working mules, like you're gonna do some circles in your life. Yep. If you're gonna ride mules, you know. So, but she's she's been fun, you know. I'll I'll ask her, and I kind of figured out today, the last day finally, that you kind of had a challenger. Yeah. I'm like, do you think you could back up that mule a little softer this time? How how good do you think a ten year old could back up that mule? She's dying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> how good do you think a ten year old could back up that mule? She said, mm-hmm. mm, not as good as me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, that was I kind of figured it out. She's pretty competitive when it comes yeah. to that stuff. <clears throat> and she wanted today they were loping, we're working on transitions, you know, a bunch. Mm-hmm. And she had fun with that. I could yeah. tell, you know. Yeah. She's like, "Is my turn?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold she, on. <laughs> she was wanting to probably show off that she could yep. lope because she's been wanting to lope that mule and wanting yep. that lope that mule. And so last night she finally loped it a little bit thereafter in the evening, you know, after we all got together for our potluck, and so. Yeah. I, I know she was pretty psyched about she that. She did good today. I, look ahead, you know. Look, okay. When you get to that corner, look at the next one. And she was looking ahead, looking ahead, kept her head up, eyes up, mm-hmm. you know. She's mm-hmm. doing good. So, anyways, yeah. uh, tell them about your uh, your wife being a vet and everything. She's just full time equine now, right? Yep, yep. So she took a job um, at uh, Iowa Equine up at Huxley, Iowa, and. So she, uh, that's always been kind of her passion is just to do equine and, and, uh, she does a lot of it at the house. Thank God. Cause we got a lot to do a lot of days, you know? Um, but, um, so you have, problem, do you ever have problems getting your Coggins? No, no, no. Coggins and health cert comes along pretty yep, easy. It huh? comes easy. Yep. When we, you and I were down that, uh, that Nash, uh, American Mule Trainers, Mm-hmm. Milk, what was it? American Mule Skinner's Champions <laughs> Challenge, uh, mm-hmm. basically the national finals deal that you and I yep. made it to, yep. you know. And uh, remember that they let me take that mule home, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a health shirt or nothing. It was yep. convenient. Yep. Sarah's like, oh, here, I got one. Uh, yep. <laughs> I wrote that you. up. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> Appreciate that. You know, and I got checked on the way home in, really? in, in uh, New Mexico. I got yep. pulled over. Brand inspector pulled me over, checked all the papers. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm glad I had, yeah. glad I had that. Yeah. So... <clears throat> she's awesome you got an awesome family yeah she does good dang really good family good. well while I got Chris here um, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about uh, Chris and I well I've known Chris for I've known him known of him a long time for quite a few years really um, but we met in 2015 at the the American Mule Trainers Challenge yep Say that right. Truth or consequences. That's right. Yep. I yep. get them all mixed up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we went there, had fun, had some had some fun times with those mules down there, and uh, it was me and Chris and Sean Peterson, Paul Garrison, and that was a fun group of guys. But it was actually the first time I met any of those. Yeah. So all those trainers. Guys. Yep. <clears throat> Long drive. And been friends with them all since. <laughs> yeah, they're good. I keep up with Sean a lot because he's. He lives pretty close, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I keep up with him quite a bit. Yeah, I don't see Paul or talk to Paul as, as much down there. He's down there in Texas, ways away, and doing his own thing. And, but 
anyways it's it's fun i feel like you and i get along because we're kind of like the same stage in life got the kids and everybody Mm -hmm. and kind of the same the same lifestyle you know i like hanging out with you guys good christian people and i enjoy that appreciate that you know good family and so but yeah we met we met that back down there five years ago now and then we've only really hung out a few times but we talked talked quite a bit yep hung out at the missouri meal makeover you were the judge Totally didn't let me win. No. <laughs> I if you let me win, I, I really wasn't sure who was going to win, how, how it was judged. You know, you just kind of put numbers yeah, on the card. That's and right. It's just like, well, okay. No. Remember I told you, when I got Jolene, I'm like, I ain't winning this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way, man. Yeah, there were some tough meals. They were, that was that was a lot of fun, though. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was probably fun for you sitting there next to old Mark Shrimp. He's a tough old guy. Yeah, that was the first time I'd met him, too. Yeah, he's a, he just says it how it is. Yep. So I I would love to have sat by him to hear his comments while we were out there working. I'm sure they were very interesting. <laughs> Probably yep. colorful yep. at times. Yep. He yep. he does not have a filter. Nope, nope. But a good guy. Like he, if he tells you it, that's how it is, and, and that's what good, I respect the yeah. respect from him. You know, and you can ask him a question, <laughs> and if he likes you, he's gonna yep. gonna help you with it if he know. doesn't he'll tell you where to go yep <laughs> i can see that also yeah. but you know mark has a good eye for mules like, yeah he has yeah. he has a really good eye for mules and for for quality mulemanship or horsemanship mm-hmm. you know yep. uh he's a good hand he's made some nice meals yep he uh yeah so anyways that's been that was fun you know and that deal in texas that was that was a little intense, mm-hmm. but that was that was a, that good, was a time. good time. It was good hanging out with your family there. That was yeah. that was probably my highlight of that. Yeah, just hanging out with your family. Yeah, like, that was the best the g- part. The girls talk about it all the time. Yeah, and the other kids too. Yeah, remember remember when we were parked, the trailers were sinking, sinking in the mud. In the mud, <laughs> like the water's coming up. We're like, should we move? Like, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> we probably should. Yeah. <clears throat> but it started out dry, and it yeah it came up. It's people were parking on that. That was crazy. Yeah, it just so. boiling right up through the ground. So. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, first thing I want to talk about is your training program because you've got a training program I really respect. Chris and I, um, I like to refer a lot of people to Chris because cause I, I really appreciate how he, how he works with his mules. Um, Chris and I, I'd say one thing we have a lot in common at a high level is our appreciation for, for bringing out the best in the mules. And Chris is good at that. Um, you know whatever that meal is capable of chris is gonna gonna bring out the best in them yeah and that's a good philosophy yeah like i was kind of saying earlier uh i feel like mules are just a lot like people and they all learn differently and at different levels and uh you can't really it's not really fair to the animal to put a time frame on them and an expectation of that animal to perform a certain discipline or a certain way if you haven't educated yourself to know physically and mentally if that animal can can maneuver do the maneuvers and do the the discipline that you're wanting to teach it you know and so uh yeah i just try to whatever you bring me i just try to make the best of it and get the most that i can with the time i'm allowed and exactly and uh uh not put them all you know like well i accomplished this with this one in 60 days so this one should be able to do the same thing because you know not yeah. all not all kindergartners can say the whole entire alphabet and count to 100 you know in the first 
two or three months of yeah. kindergarten. So don't, I talk, just, don't talk about me that way. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> no, you're right, man. And <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure I heard this from you, but because you just basically said said what I heard, but do the best I can with the time you give me and the meal you bring me. Right. You yep. know what, whatever, whatever that is, I'll just just do my best. Yep. And yep. that's how you really can do. Yep. And help that meal become its best. But, anyways, I like your attitude toward the meal. Like, let's just whatever it can do. Let let's help that meal mm-hmm. become the best it can be. Because I teach that in my clinics. I love that. Yeah. You know, because everybody, you you imagine well, you saw here, um, the the diversity of meals, except yep. for your whole herd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> half half <of> the <laughs> clinic is Raptor CF mules sitting here. It's pretty cool. But, uh, but you know, but you still see the diversity. You know, there's right. all kinds of stuff. Yep. All different breeds. You got quarter, we had quarter horses here. What else we had? We had a Pasfino here. Yep. Had a Tennessee Walker here. Um, and then things we don't know, whatever that is. Yeah, somewhere some, in between. Some pretty heavy boned, a yep. couple pretty heavy yep. boned mules there, and they're just not going to move and maneuver like the quarter type mule yeah. would. You mean they're not going to do perfect flying lead changes mm-hmm. every, every round? You're gonna work a lot harder <laughs> yeah, you're at have. teaching it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you ever get it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> on the on our last recording, we kind of got into that about breeding. And uh, you know, it it makes a big difference. You know, like you want a big stop, you like to breed them. You know, if you got a, a good a good stop in mare, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna get more into breeding in just a minute, but you know, it's it makes a difference in the quality. You know. Yeah. Building a good turnaround, if they're made to turn around, it is so much easier. Yeah. Like I'm working yeah. on that big meal of mine. You see Riata? Mm-hmm. Well, you, well, that was the you know down the trainer challenge deal. Yep. So that is, meal was not built to turn around. Right. You know, it's yep. like turn around a crane. Yeah. When you back her up, you got to press the beeper. Beep. Beep. You know, she's she's not built that way. But but like we're saying, like I just say, I'm gonna bring out the best. That I can, I'll get her to turn around the best that, the best that I can, and the best that she can. We'll do mm-hmm. it. We'll do it. You know what I mean? Yep. Of course, you could probably get out there and get her to just. Well, spin no, probably not. I, I, no, I totally agree with that. If they're yeah. not built, if they're not built or bred to do some of that stuff, yeah. you know, it's uh, hard to get them to yep. to do it, and it just makes your job a lot harder. And that's where I think some people get frustrated because they think, well, such and such can, can do, do it with his yeah. do it, so mine should be able to do it. Well, yep. no. It's well, not. That meal slide stops. Yeah. I say, what do you need to slide stop anyways when you're out there working cattle? Right. Don't slide by the cow. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You just get a hard stop. But Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I kind of said earlier, going back to like you're working on, working on, you want one to reach up underneath themselves mm-hmm. and carry them, like they said, you know, you carry themselves like real collected and soft and kind of up on their toes and floating around. Um, you know what I always tell people is, if you're gonna, if you want that type of mule, um, you, you gotta, you gotta learn that you know you gotta find the jack that that moves like that, and then you gotta find the mare that's really almost a freak of nature, that's got a good stopper, good super good move mover because that that mule naturally wants to drive off its front end. That's how God designed them you know and the horses want to drive off their hindquarters and so to get that really nice pretty collected lope and carry and good stop and stuff um it's not an accident like you have to there's more than just teaching it it's not just a taught thing 
it's a it's Absolutely. a breeding pr- process also. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. The the quality is yeah. comes back to the breeding. Yeah, you know you can, you know you can get them to do all the moves. You know, because there's no moves that humans invented for the animals, right? Right. They can. We we know what they can do, but it's like it's like cow mules, you know, yeah. or cow horses. It's a big difference in one that you kind of have to teach to kind of like the cows, or one that one that's just bred for those cows yep. to eat them up. You know, I got one at home, kind of Pepto Boonsmall bread, mm-hmm. and I made the mistake. I uh, so I got these fat little mini cows, uh-huh. so little mini Herefords. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. So, yeah, yeah. So 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 in my town, I'm the weirdo, right? Everybody else has quarter horses and Angus cattle, and you got and them. I got mules and mini cows. <laughs> so anyway, so I got these fat little little Herefords and little Dexters, and they're just cute little things, and they were pregnant at the time, so they're like they're ready to calf. You know? mm-hmm. And I let. I let this colt out, this little uh, molly mule out, and she went tearing after him. And she ran that cow down the fence. I was waiting for her to run through the fence. Mm-hmm. She ran it down the fence, got ahead of it, rolled back, and turned the turn. cow around, took it back down the fence, got out of it, rolled back again, and then took it out in the middle, and they kind of scattered. But I was just had my jaw drop, like, wow, I've never, I've never rode on the work cows that good. Right. You know, I was yeah. like, dang. And for her to naturally want to do just it, it's there. there. Yep. You know, where... You know, I got others that I kind of have to hustle. Like, get up there, get up there. So, I'm not riding her yet. I'm excited when I start. Mm-hmm. So, although she's pepped up in my breast, she's probably gonna butt me off. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say. Some yeah. of that, some of that cow stuff, it's they're they're pretty stingy. Yeah, yeah. those those cow mm-hmm. they're they're a little touchy. Yep. Yep. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited though. Yeah. But you're right, man. It you know you can teach it. I'm pretty optimistic. You can you can teach pretty much all of it. Hang in there, but the quality, mm-hmm. it'll be a big difference. You know, big difference in in the quality and what you get. So, so with your training and stuff, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed up on what we talked about earlier and what we didn't talk about. But you know, you told me earlier you take them sixty days is your minimum. Yep. Once in a while, you said about half of them you keep for a little longer. Mm-hmm. And um, if if somebody called you today and said, "Hey, Chris, I got this meal. It's a nice three year old. I want it started." Um, you know, what would be your favorite ideal length of time? Like to get that meal to be a decent, just a decent, uh, decent trail meal. You know, like they're maybe they're not going to go show and right, and maybe they're not the best hands riding them, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of average trail rider. What what would you like to take them for? Like something like that, just so I can get uh, the time put on on it as far as groundwork and. The flat work, so getting yep. their body parts broke down and stuff like that, and getting them out on the trail and getting lots of miles on them and getting yep. them that experience. Um, ninety days, I like to have them ninety days, and I, you know, in six, I always tell people when they call, you know, sixty day time frame. Just you know, each animal's a little different, so it kind of depends on the handling they had or lack of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know. If it's a good-minded mule and it's coming along nicely, you know, in that time frame, I'm, I'm going to have quite quite a first several weeks is going to be groundwork, and then the first handful of rides is going to be right there around the house, and then I am going to just kind of start splitting up my week and a couple days in the timber and a couple days doing some flat work and yep. working in the, in the arena and stuff like that, and uh, uh, try to get them a few times to town and stuff. But if you if somebody if they're going to leave them, you know, for three or four months, then that also gives me an opportunity to let some other people ride them a little bit and get used to different different yeah. passengers. Let somebody else stuff. ride them, it tells you a lot about them. Yep, it? 
Yep. It tells you a lot what you need to work on. Right. Somebody else, I'm like, ooh, I need to yep. fix that yep. a little bit. But, you know, they don't have that time, Chris. They only have 30 days, so you got to get it done then. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. What did you say earlier? That's, that being a miracle? Oh, yeah. No, I don't do miracles. Days. I leave those up to God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I don't do 30-day 30 miracles. 30-day 30 30 yeah. miracles, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but. And, you know, and another thing I, I'd, I'd say, too, and I, I, that guy that dropped the mule off here right. for me to take home, um, and he was kind of, you know, I think it'll be pretty good, but if it's not, you know, give me, let me know. And, and I just tell people, um, if it can't make me look good and I can't make it look good, you know, I'm not wasting my time or your money because yeah. we can go spend, spend them both somewhere else and right. be further ahead. And, uh, um, I like it that. just kind of depends on what people are willing to commit to, mm-hmm. you know, and let's be straight up there's just some that aren't gonna you know i ask a lot of questions you know i you know when that client drops that meal off what have you done with it what's been done with it prior to you getting it and stuff and i just try to feel them out you know and see you know okay this person's maybe somewhat a confident writer or not so i feel like that's part of my job too i have to evaluate the owner versus what they brought me and if i don't feel like it's gonna work then there's really no sense in wasting this time with it because it's not nobody's gonna be happy in the end. Right. You I know, agree. I I can do my job the best that anybody can do it with what you brought me. But if you still can't write it, then yeah, or gonna take the time to spend with me when you come to pick it up for me to teach you how to exactly. write it. Exactly, that was you know? one of my biggest pet peeves. <clears throat> you know, like um, when I was training, you know, full time, and before I got going with the clinics quite a bit, you know, it it would. It almost, I don't know if this is right, where it makes me sound like a wimp, but it almost hurt my feelings. It's like, I just spent all this time on that meal, yep. and you don't even want to watch me ride it? Yep. And I know they're going to go home, they're not going to get on that thing for mm-hmm. for whatever amount of time. Then they're going to get on it three months yep. later, get bucked off. It's my fault. Yep. And I'm the bad guy now, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, no, you, you're not taking this thing home until you see you me. Watch me ride you watch me ride this thing like, like I feel. Yep. I feel entitled to that. <laughs> yep. That, I don't like to feel entitled, but that's you know a, I mean? a, and that's exactly what I do. You know, I I want people to come, and then we've got several other mules that are just anybody can anybody can ride them, and uh, so when you come and pick up your mule, I say you know plan plan to spend most of the day or plug your trailer into my barn and stay the night, and we'll ride the next day. And right. I, I, I want to ride their mule and I want to take it to the timber and take it to the arena mm-hmm. and show what I've been working on for the last three months because I'm proud of what I've done. Absolutely. You know, and so I want to show them that and then I want to take them to the trail with me or to the arena around pin and I want them to ride it. And so I can point out things and help them along. Yeah. And uh, that way there's no surprises. Exactly. You know, so bare minimum, you're going to see me saddle your mule, ride it around in, at the house, in the arena, in the yard, whatever, obstacles or whatever, before it goes home. That's awesome. You know? um, so. <clears throat> that's important. And I think that says a lot about you, your work ethic, your uh, your standards, your honesty, you know, as a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of trainers. Like I had somebody um, email me the other day, and they said, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I, I hired this trainer whatever went to you know they couldn't be there when i picked it up so i just picked it up I'm like wait a minute you just picked it up they weren't even there like yeah they said they they were busy i'm like that's a big red flag yeah, yeah huge like is any good trainers <laughs> not gonna let you you know i wouldn't first yep. of all i wouldn't let them just go pick up the meal without me being there right like yep. just 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 minimum that I'm like mm-hmm. no i'm gonna be, i need to be there you know just 
it's liability. I right. Think, but, yep. You know, but anyways, we got the kids coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kids must be done playing. Yeah. They were over at my trailer earlier. But uh, anyways, yeah, we're recording this in Chris's trailer on my iPhone. So there's going to be lots of background noise. Yeah, so, so you, hopefully it all turns yeah, out. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. I'm sorry, but it's, <clears throat> it's real life, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have another question about the training, and then we're going to move on to some of the breeding stuff. But I, I don't know about you, but it almost feels like, so you know how we joke about the 30-day culture? Mm-hmm. It almost feels like the 30, at least around the people I hang out with, a 30-day culture is almost dead, and I really yeah. like it. Yeah. You know, like, it used to be, they'd call you, I want 30 days on the meal, and you're like, like you said, no, Mm-mm. 60 day, or, you know, and that was irritate me. They wanted, you know, they look at a meal like your daughter's, or, or like my daughter's, like Tina, and say, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be like Tina. Okay, can you take my meal for, for a month? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Tina's mm-hmm. 17 years old, you right. know? And, uh, but I almost feel like that 30-day culture's, just about dead. Yeah. And I'm going to be really glad when I don't hear about it. What do you think? I think that's true. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's some people that just kind of cram it on. Um, yeah. But those people kind of get what they pay for, honestly. You know, um, you know, I, I, I have had some clients, um, guys that are handy, you know, and they're just like, I just want them to stand quiet. To where they'll you can put a saddle on and when i come to pick them up i just want to see that you can walk trot and lope them both directions in the round pen and and shut them down and i'm good with that i can take them on and do the rest you know and uh um i'm not gonna lie i've done that mm-hmm. just a handful of times you know but um, but you know those but i know well. those people and, yeah you yeah. know they're oh, good hands. and i've rode with them or whatever yeah. and i know that they're not going to be like oh you know it spooked and did yeah. this you know and that and then blame it on me and try to run me down. Yeah. But um, no, the best product you need to spend minimum of sixty days on it, you know, on a good one, and just build from there. I agree. <clears throat> well, you're a dang good trainer, man. Well, thank you. I feel good. I like your work. So <laughs> it means a lot coming from you. <clears throat> so, all right, I want to talk a little bit about your breeding program because, like I said earlier, we got a whole bunch of Chris French mules here <laughs> at this clinic, and they're dang good looking. And even better than being good looking and good confirmation, they are they are just good minded. Like none of them were ding dongs. No, they they they're they're smart critters. So I want you to tell folks here, um I, I mostly kinda of wanna talk about like how you're gonna select a mare, how you're gonna select a jack, what what you're looking for in breeding, and then we'll take it from there. So okay. let, let's start with the you tell me. What do you with start the, with? Let's start with the mare. Okay. Um. So, I'll be honest. I don't have any grade mares. Um. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, with where I'm at in the mule industry and raising colts and stuff, um, the the clients that I have, um, because some of them will go to the show pen and stuff. Yeah. They want to know. Okay, how's this mare bred? And then the next question is, well, how many colts have you raised and how many of them have you rode? Mm-hmm. And are, what were they like? You know, and so it's pretty important to me to know a bloodline, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, no matter what discipline it's going to be in, whether it's pleasure bred or cow bred or, or whatever, um, number one thing is I like to know if that mare's got a good sound mind and those colts are going to be good sound mind. Um, number two, confirmation. I want good confirmation. Um, and 
Number three, kind of the least important to me personally, is color. I know everybody likes something with a little color, and that's what usually sells first thing. You know, somebody's got a little color, they, they mm-hmm. jump on it. Um, but uh, well, if you got those other two things, though, it ain't that bad. No, it's not. That's <laughs> way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you, it, it's yeah. not a big deal. So, yeah. mm-hmm. with the with the let's start with the mindset okay mm-hmm. so i mean you got enough colts under you now i mean how many colts do you raise now you got uh, a rough number yeah so here the last couple of years have been any well so this year we only had three colts and then next year i should have eight colts but i mean year. in your in your history I mean, oh you, I mean, over you've all been the years a lot of you you've raised a lot of foals yeah do you, do you got a number in your head do you think it would be several hundred. Several hundred. So, yeah. so knowing that, knowing all the, these mares you bred to, and then you got client mares too. Right. So you got yep. lots of numbers there. Yep. The mindset is there are certain you know, and Chris and I we're into quarter horses. We like quarter horse stuff. Um, what what's a good bloodline? You're like, oh, that's gonna have a good mind to it. Do you got anything pops up in your head? Ah. Uh. So most of the, a lot of the meals I've tried to raise were pleasure bread, like Zippo bread and Zip chocolate chip type stuff. Um, The majority of them I've rode were good minded. Um, I've owned several mares that were Sunny D bar and Red Sunny D bar, and I really liked, I really liked the the mules out of, out of those crosses too. Okay. But um, some of the cow horse stuff, uh, the cow bread stuff. what I have rode and raised is can be a little hotter, you know, just a little. I agree. Might be, for lack of better terms, just a little stingier. They're gonna, they're a lot more athletic, and um, there's a lot going on in their mind. They turn out from under you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you want to know how to kind of ride them. Yeah. Um, because they're busy. Yeah. You know, um, they're bred to do a job. Yep. And not necessarily take care of the rider. Right. If, oh, yeah. If I'm really saying that. Instincts. Yeah. That's just get, it. Go get that cow. Their yep. their instincts override quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I agree, yeah, because I got a pin full of cow bread meals. They're, sure, they're all a little bit. They're different, yeah. Yep. Just different, but um. Okay, so what about on the uh, the confirmation? Like you got some bloodlines, you kind of know that that confirmation. You you know what that horse is or that mule is going to look like. You you know what, how it's going to come out. You ever thought about that? Uh Yes and no. It probably um, comes down to individual mare, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's more of the mare, just that mare. You know, and I've had mares, you know, that I've rate, made the same cross. I So I used to have the, uh, used to have the Jack called First Choice Colonel's Copyright, Copyright Jack. And I'm sure if anybody in the mule industry kind of knows what that is, kind of yeah, like knowing, knowing Texas Scooter. Yep. You know, everybody that isn't even no mules knows the name Texas Scooter. And so... Um, you know, the had the same mares for ten, twelve years, and made the exact same cross, and not an not ever, every single one of those colts was ever really the <laughs> yeah. same. You know, yeah, confirmationally they were all a little different. That's you know, can be different minded. Well, the, yeah, the hybrid, the right. hybrid you stuff. Got the hybrid you just, yep. yeah, it's not as predictable. The no. hybrid stuff. So. Yeah, so it's a lot harder to. You know, say that because I get that question all the time. People are like, "Okay, I got this mare," and the first thing they say is, "Not bloodlines, not she's good-minded. She's got this color and this, and she's got a white sock and this. What color do you think I'll get?" <laughs> and it's like, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would have to own the mare or bred the mare three or four years in a yeah. row, and she consistently gave me the same thing for me to want to say that, you That's know, funny. and be fair about it, honest. So, you yeah. know, I I see a little culture. There's two different kind of cultures I see out there. I see the culture where they they care all about this jack and they got this great bread jack you know yeah you threw it the scooter bloodline right that's mm-hmm. that's famous your copyright jack's famous you know um they throw that out there then they got these just mares that they pull off like out west we got a lot of mustangs right mm-hmm. just pull off this blm mare right you have no clue what that mustang really is bro they call it mustang but right. that could be anything oh yeah you know and or th- they got these old crippled things they got you know well, that mare has terrible confirmation. She's all towed in, or mm-hmm. pigeon towed, or her hawks rubbed together, or whatever. But I got a dang good jack. Let's make right. meals out of it. Right. And then I see the other culture, where they got really good mares, and then they got some old jack, some old donk that like well, I don't know. We just found it out out back one day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like oh, I saw it on on Craigslist. Craigslist. You know. <laughs> but yeah. but you know your program, you got a bunch of good jacks bunch of good mares and they're both important yeah so tell let's talk a little about jack now what do you what do you like to see in your jacks um what are you looking for there same same thing basically same just confirmation and and disposition uh you uh you want a good mover you kind of kind of look in that donkey kind of the freak too something that right. moves nice um me personally i like something that's gonna produce a cute head you know that little cute head, but a real nice, tight, tall, rolled ear, corn husky type of ear, and yep. and uh, a good neck, and a, just a nice hip and carry down. Um, something maybe a little shorter backed, um, not real long, stretched out. Uh, and if they're not super straight and correct in the back, that's not bad. Something a little cow hockey. They actually, I my opinion, they they're a little better ride, honestly. Um, smoother, um, you might say. I've kind of found that too. Um, yeah, it's a breeding game is super interesting. The, I'd say the last for me the last uh, <clears throat> three four years, it, it has really interested me because I've started to dial in. I get so many meals to clinics, and mm-hmm. I like to ask. And most of the people have no clue how they're sure. bred. I say, how's that? How's that meal bred? It's a quarter horse. Okay. Yeah. That could mean anything. Yeah. And and it's almost where a quarter horse really doesn't matter. Right. It's like because it you know like your pleasure bred stuff and your cow bred stuff are almost two different breeds. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. But um, but I I've tried to dial in a little bit because you get some animals like oh yeah it's bred one way like oh that's Hancock bred I'm like oh mm-hmm. you might get bucked off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's certain little little. And I got to know that even when I was rodeoing with bucking horses, there's some bucking horse bloodlines. I mean, I knew that horse, uh-huh. that was going to buck, or oh, that one's going to run off on me halfway through. And sure, it's kind of the same thing with the mules on the behavior, because you know that's kind of what I specialize in. You know, these clinics is behavior. That's what we're working with, behavior on the mules and the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually the people's behavior is what I got to work on. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty fun, but um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, and I want to, you, you was telling me about a story you wanted to share on here and it sounded pretty dang good. So I asked Chris if he had any stories to share about really challenging mules or tough times or whatever, how he fixed it and 
how how he's gonna fix it now. But he had what he wanted to share. And yeah. Go, go along with it, it. Yeah, and so this has been years and years ago, like when I was kind of first getting started. But um, education changes. Yes. So, yeah. We will. Yeah. We will clarify and that. so it, it's kind of old school a little bit, but that's how you learn. You know, you, you get show. Gotta make mistakes. Yeah, and you just. Try what, what try it yourself yeah. and figure it out. But um, yeah, so there was this mule and uh, we called it. His name was Special Ed. Was what we called him, <laughs> and uh, not politically correct, but you know. Sorry, it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we called him that, and um, um, he was just rotten. Honestly, he was just pretty rotten. And uh, how old was this thing? Like, uh, been I through s- a few folks. Yeah, he had been at least one other person had worked with it and and stuff and and so essentially this mule was uh just about a half a runoff you know mm-hmm. and um i had worked with him what i felt like at that time with my knowledge quite a bit in a round pin where i could pull his head around shut him down and and do some of that but uh um looking back i could have did a lot of things a lot different to prepare myself but uh you know that was kind of the times of 30 day wonders you know and yeah, get, people get broke, just man. get get them saddled <laughs> that first day or two and get yep. on them and just start putting the trail miles on them and you kind of felt like you could get everything accomplished out on the trail you know and uh anyways long story short this mule you know and ride up to this ditch and when i want my mules to cross a ditch you know uh, where there's a little bit of water in it so this was one of those ditches that it was wide enough they could step in it and step across or they could kind of rear back and jump across it and i didn't want him jumping across it i wanted him stepping in and crossing it correctly and um so he 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 got up to it and he didn't want to go and he didn't want to go and he fought back and forth a lot of times and and uh he uh he would uh got to where you know i might get him to do it one time and then the next day i'd take him there he'd really start to anticipate it and so he got to where he'd just brace and turn and take off running up the hill and I couldn't pull him around or shut him down and so uh I put my running W that I had at that time I put it on him and then I saddled him up you know and <laughs> had, had yeah and had had to you know run into his front legs and we'd ride down to the bottom of the hill and you could feel him get tight he knew what was coming you know oh he's gonna oh, ask no. me to cross this ditch and yeah. he got up there and he'd blow to the blow to the right and head back up the take hill off. just as hard as he'd go and I'd let him get about good 10 12 strides in you know really get going and i just like a rip cord just pull that front end and ride oh, him to the ground there's no way you'd let yeah. me do that yeah you know, you'd be like you're gonna die yeah they give me killed this ride him to the ground and this happened you know a handful of times and then he got pretty smart about it well he that wasn't gonna work and uh so then he got to where you know i'd get him to ask him to go and he'd just start going backwards and reverse and brush me up underneath cedar trees and try to rake me off and and hedge trees and stuff and it was all this was right here in this little ditch crossing area and uh i'd spank him pretty hard and get after him and finally get him to go forward and cross the ditch like i wanted and this went on for several days and i kind of thought i had him licked and then he his his last habit the straw that broke the camel's back was riding down to that ditch and I he he'd look at it and he's gonna act like he's gonna do it and then just like he had shot him with a rifle just straight to the ground and flop over on his side and then he'd do it so fast he'd have my leg pinned underneath of him and he'd just sprawl out and lay there and I'm just sitting there just banging him with my other leg and spur trying to get him off and and that and so that was kind of the 
that was kind of the end of it. I was like, you know, it doesn't matter if I can ride him. It doesn't really matter if I can ride yeah. him because I don't own him. And so nobody else is going to get along with him, even if I... Yeah, if, if, you, I, can't, if you can't get along, dude, I don't no. know could. And so that was, that was a huge learning process for me, too, you know. And uh, I just, you know, if it doesn't matter if I can ride them necessarily because that's not what they're there for. I can ride a lot of stuff yeah. and a lot of times not very proud of it, but I can ride it. And, um, but if you can't ride it or yep. somebody else can't ride it, then I really didn't accomplish anything because I, I don't have nothing to prove to anybody anymore except for myself yep. from one day to the next, you know? And so <clears throat> I kind of say the same thing at my clinics, you know, if I <clears throat> doesn't like when somebody wants me to work or ride their meal at the clinic, Mm-hmm. I have to restrain myself because I often want to. I often right. want to fix it. I often want to help. Uh-huh. I really have to hold back because, you know, I say, it doesn't matter what I can do with your meal. only matters what you can do. Right. So if you can't get this done, it doesn't matter. But right. So with those special ed, <laughs> so uh, what would you do now? Like if you got that meal now, I mean, from the beginning, what would you, would you? Would you just say, "Nah, I don't want him," or would you? How could you fix him? No, I, I would. Help him? I would. I would. Uh, I would give him a chance for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do a lot more stuff on the ground, and you know, just working him in that round pin. Once I'm in the saddle, too, where I can walk, trot, lope, disengage those hind quarters, and and get a lot more control of his body physically. You know, four quarters, hind quarters, rib cage, you know, breaking in that lower neck and head and pole. Just got yep. getting a lot more control of him. Getting what I might say more broke in my flat work yep. and stuff. Then those issues aren't going to show up near as yeah. much, you know, out on the trail. Knowing, so, what, knowing what you and I both know today, we know that's a forward motion problem. Yep. I mean, that's yep. it. Just... Yep. Teach that dude to go and teach him to move, just like you just said. Yep. I got to move this foot. I want to move this foot each quarter, mm-hmm. and you'd have had a lick. Yep. But back so, then we just right. You just got on. You know. And, yeah. Just well, I got to make it go across somehow. You know. Yep. And, uh, it's different. Yeah. And, and to me personally, I don't know about you, but one that lacks forward motion is more dangerous to yeah. me personally than yeah. one that would want to run off. You know, if I get in that, you know, if you get on one and you ask him to move his feet that first few times while you're in the saddle and he just kind of takes off and walks trots or lopes around the round pen and stuff that's way better than one that just stood there and grew roots and i gotta be like come on let's go let's go and create a whole bunch of energy because every every runaway now and i hear lots of stories i always joke that my emails are classified yeah, because people saw my emails, like yeah. they'd probably sell their meals and buy a four-wheeler because it's so many people. <laughs> yeah. Comes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like oh man, that's the meals sound terrible. But <clears throat> every runaway that I've come across, either bolting on the ground, uh, bolt, you know, in the saddle, whatever it is, it's four motion problems. Yeah. And everybody that has ever had a runaway, I ask them, well, how well do they do their transitions? I remember talking to one guy. I said, so how well does he go through his transitions? He says transitions what do you mean i said well how well does he walk trot lope he's like why would i ask him to lope i'm trying to get him to stop you know i'm like exactly yeah that's exactly it you need to have control and get that meal to where you can control each speed or else that the run the lope what bolt and flee Mm -hmm. it's completely instinctual and when that when they're like that they just they click over to their 
equine yep. mindset, and they are just a flight animal. Yep. They're not thinking. Survival they're, mode. Exactly. Yep. So they're just going to, you know, that mule wasn't doing it, you know, like to kick your butt. Mm-hmm. He just, he thought that was the best thing for him to do. Yep. It's like, nope, life is better for me to run off. I got to get this guy through these trees. I, I got I need to flee this scene. Yeah. Right. And yep. um, so, yeah, now I look back on love mules. I worked like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man. Please forgive me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, please yep. forgive me for my sins because yep. I could do so much better. Yep. It, um, it's funny you say that because I often will be working on one, and it'll be the same thing that I and it'll just I'll be doing it and it'll be like, I remember this mule way back when that had this same problem, yep. and this is not at all how I handled it, and I could have saved that mule. Like I oh, could yeah. have done that mule way more justice. And that's that's probably the thing that bothers me the most, you know. It's like, exactly. um, boy, I sure gave some a raw deal, and they sure yeah. didn't deserve it. But I, I, it's part of the learning. So I saved one today, but I might not have saved that yeah, one back then. I so agree. it's kind of part of it. But um, yeah, the learning curve's hard. There's same thing. I, there's so many that I look back on. Like, man, if I only knew then what I know now, mm-hmm. I could have helped you. Life would have been so much easier. Like you said, I give them a raw deal, and but I think. That's kind of the process of life, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you you know, I mean, even besides meals, other things, you're like, oh, yeah, I could have done better. You mm-hmm. know, I, I could have I could handled that situation. I could have not lost my temper then. Yep. I could not got offended then. Yeah. And uh, it's just part of the learning deal. But well, that's an interesting story, man. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. So we're about out of time on this. Um it's about time for us to get on to bed because it's sure. kind of getting late here anyway. So, but uh, I appreciate you being on here today. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. It's not as bad as you thought. No, I was super nervous about that. I've honestly. asked Chris a few times, and he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, dude, we're just hanging out and talk. Yeah, yeah no, this isn't bad at all. I, I should have just pressed record button all the time. We've had dang good chats. I should have just recorded Co- it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I like to ask at the end of these because this is my podcast is called Everyday Mule Chip. You know, so um, I like to share things, you know, advice, or I want you to share advice rather. Um, what would you tell people with mules if you could give them one word of advice? And this this recording's gonna be around maybe forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be around a long time, and because uh, it's gonna go on the interwebs, right? And uh, who knows? So right. So maybe your kids here are gonna be listening to this podcast. Although I don't know how much Claire likes me after this, but maybe they're listening to this podcast in 50 years. What what advice would you want to give meal people and them? And um, you know, what would you want to share? What do you think? Um, well, it's kind of hard, I guess. Uh, just be fair. I mean, honestly, just be fair to the animal. Um, you know, they don't ask to be put in this position. Like, they don't ask to be stuck in a round pen with a complete stranger and taught to ride and so it's uh just be fair to them you know try i understand everybody's at a different level so use the most knowledge that you have but then also um educate yourself yeah you know and um you know just try to be fair and treat them just like you would another person you know um be firm when they need to be firm and love on them and rub it off after you're done correcting them and 
they will be more than fair back to you, I find, uh, most of the time if somebody hasn't messed them up. Um, and if they've been messed up, be the be the better person and just try to fix uh, fix them to the best that you can if they're able to be fixed. <laughs> so I mean I know that's not a great answer, but um, that's great advice. That's uh, that's that's excellent. I mean just <clears throat> can't get better than that. And be fair, right. you know what I mean? And that's that's great. Mm. More mules need that, you know. I like yeah. uh, do you know do it for the mule. Don't do it for your own glory. You might say, you know, I, I've been. And done a lot of showing and showing mules and stuff like that and um it's really easy to get caught up in you want to be you want that animal to perform a certain way and at some point you will take whatever measure it is when it becomes a personal goal for you to be to look good and not the animal but if you put that animal first you're not going to care if you win that class or not because if he rides consistent you know consistency will win nine times out of ten may not be the best mover it may not be the best the best confirmational one in the class but if it's consistent time and time again they will show better and usually do better that is awesome i'll share one last thing and then we'll shut it down but you know you proved that the very first year i met you that no trainer challenge remember that meal did you go yeah yeah that young meal and uh you know he he was well they were all kind of yeah. Canton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as I'll say, it's like having a coyote in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> a but they they were not they were not healthy, right? And anyways, and he was done. You just yep. he just played out, and you know you you basically just bowed out of the of the cold starting challenge because you said you know what I'm not I'm not gonna ride him right. like this. You know like, it's not fair. Just like you said, be fair. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that is. Mm-hmm. the best that's one of the coolest things I ever saw because you know you and I have been to others where the meal didn't get the fair deal you right. know and yep. and um, that just man my respect for you just grew this much I mean it was amazing so you're that's fantastic advice that was my biggest uh, deciding factor when I first got asked to do any of the cult starting with horses or mules and I've done several and uh, I just had to in order for me to go do one, I just have to tell myself before I ever say commit to them or anything that um, whether I even write it or anything, I just have to leave that animal in a better place than what it came to me as. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was probably that was probably the second time I'd done a cold starting composition. Mm-hmm. Never even wrote it, you know. But you could catch it, you could saddle it, you could do it, but it just wasn't physically and mentally ready to perform anymore. And I was only going to create more damage if I, with that animal mentally, if I would uh, have pushed the issue. So, yep. Well, Chris, you're a good man. Appreciate it. Good man. Good meal man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad, right? No, this is all right. I might do this again. Yeah, let's do it again. Every time you call or I call, I'm going to have to say, are we recording this conversation? (laughs) So I know not to say anything I shouldn't. Yeah. I enjoy these podcasts. They're fun because sit down and chat and see what comes up. And people like. People like hearing about guys like you. Yeah, cool guy, you know. I mean, yeah. you, you got a cool life. And but, anyways, well, thanks for being on here, Chris. Man, I appreciate you. Appreciate you and your family. You guys keep doing right. Keep riding the meals right. Keep up faith and yep. And uh, and you guys, you guys are blessed. So all right. Well, thank you very okay. much. Thanks, I buddy. appreciate it. We'll see you. <laughs>